Hello, everyone. This is Eric Pennington, and welcome to the Spirit of EQ podcast. We're glad that you've tuned in. A few things we wanted to tell you at the beginning of the show, and that's this podcast was created to be a tool to help you, primarily to discover and grow your EQ. Science and our own lived experiences confirm that the better we are at managing our emotions, the better we're going to be at making decisions, which leads to a better life. And that's something we all want. We're glad that you've taken out the time today to listen and hope that something that you hear will lead to a breakthrough. Hey, one last thing. We'd really appreciate a review on whichever platform you use to listen. And if you want to, leave some comments about what you heard today, as well as follow and subscribe. That way you won't miss a single episode as we continue this journey. And with that, the show begins. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spirit of EQ podcast. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Doing pretty good, other than time of year stuff. Okay. Uh, well, for those of you who don't know, we are in the, we're approaching winter. So, and, and I can just judge by looking at you, Jeff, that's one of your most favorite times of the year. Well, it's, it's strange, Eric. I like winter. Yeah. But the person I've been married to for 45 years hates cold. Okay. So from now until springtime, I will be uncomfortable. So you guys have like a thermostat war at home? It, it, it's not a thermostat war anymore. Okay. It's, it's been one and it wasn't one by me. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, today, Jeff, uh, we're going to do a little look back over 2023. Um, I know we've done some variations of this best of and on mm -hmm. and on and on in the past, but uh, thought today we would just talk about some things from 2023 that really kind of leaped out uh, for you. And I've got a few and at some point, uh, you know, we'll have a, we'll have a, a compilation of things. But what, what's one thing to start that um, has has uh, been big for you in 2023? Well, I think th this is big for all of Spirit of EQ and then another partner named Ajane mm -hmm. that we work with. Um, we have got the fully developed Spiritual Emotional Intelligence Developmental Report. Yep. That took a lot of work. Eric and I helped some, but uh, Jim, Lynette, and Ajane carried most of the burden. But we I really, would say probably Lynette and Ajane. They yeah. they probably are the lion's share of that. Right. No, no offense to our beloved Jim. Jim. No, but he would say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm really I'm really ha happy about that because it's a report. I don't think there's anything like it out there. Mm -hmm. That this this concept of merging emotional intelligence, which we've talked a lot about. And the spiritual aspect, which is not necessarily religion, but about connection. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm really excited about that now because I really think that this report came about at the right time for for what's going on in our world, what, so, what's happened in the last year. Right. So um, can you can you elaborate a little bit more on that as far as the timing? Yeah, I, I think right now, you know, we, we've come out of COVID. Right. Um, so there was a, a lot of lost connection that people had mm. uh, from family members, from neighbors, from workers. Uh, I think they, people lost themselves in all this. And this, this the SEQ development report is something that will help bring people back into connections mm. if, if they do the work in it. So uh, that's key. You said doing the work in it. So um, I know for a fact, because being involved in the mm -hmm. creation, um, 
this is not a one-off. I take the assessment, I get some results, and then I'm off to the races, right? No. Number one is it's not the kind of assessment that, you know, you can do online and you get the results and you're going your way. This one requires a debrief by somebody that's trained to do it. So you actually have somebody to help you interpret it. But then then the work comes from there as far as these are the things I want to accomplish. Okay, I, I've lost connection with myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've lost connection with my uh, core values, with, with whatever. As an example. As someone. an example, yes. Yeah. So that's what I want to work on for the next however long. Right. Or, you know. Can they do that? Can they do that on their own? Or do you think that they need to have like an ongoing support partner, a la coach or something? There, there can like be that? coaches. Uh, we have some some uh, cohorts. What do we call, we call yeah, them? Something. Cohorts. Yeah, cohorts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where people, you know, it's a. So web- either individually or in group. A group. But right. yeah, it, it's something that there can be help there for you if that's right. where you want to go. And that's that the reason I, I stress that Jeff, and um, obviously you know me well. So um, is the idea that, you know, we're not saying to the world here, come spend your money and then voila magic. No, no, we that's from hard learned experience, working on my own, own emotional intelligence and my own SEQ. Yeah. It takes a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the problem with a lot of work, do you think? When you, when you start something like this, is uh, when you're talking about emotional intelligence or you're talking about the SEQ, spiritual emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. there is no uh, concrete result. So when you say that concrete meaning I'm a seven and I rated a 50 and. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're learning how to bowl, you get a concrete result every time you bowl. So you can measure it. You can right, measure it right yeah, away. Th- this is yeah. hard to measure. Right. Uh, well, you know what? I, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to rephrase that. Um, is it so much that it's hard to measure as in, it requires a bit of curiosity and reflection to gain the understanding. Right. Yeah. The, the, I don't mean, I don't want to sound like I'm being like the, you know, shaman sitting on a mountaintop, okay. but I, I, you, I, yeah, you see where I, I'm going? I, yeah. You, you, you do the assessment, you get your results. Or the, 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 and they're pretty accurate from oh, yeah. my experience. Yeah. From, from, from myself you know, I too. Should, I, I got to say that differently, Jeff. I'm being over modest. The, because the model of this tool was mm-hmm. built on the same platform as the emotional intelligence report that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that's a very valid and reliable tool. So it, it's it's almost freaky accurate. Yes, it is. So there's two ways to look at it. You can take, the, you can t- do the uh, report, right. developmental report. Okay, I'm going to work on it a little bit. Six months later, I'm going to take it again. Mm-hmm. So you got some maybe different numbers. Right. But what does that mean? So that's the where the curiosity comes in. Yeah. You, you need to be curious. Okay. Like I mentioned earlier, maybe I've lost connection with myself. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't need, you know, I might not have known it until this report told me that. But mm-hmm. now I have to go, why yeah. am I losing connection with myself? And then where do I go from there? Yeah. And that's the curiosity. Yep. Yeah. And, and that, 
That's really, really good. And, and I would say to folks, you, you, you might, and this is where I think, again, curiosity is so valuable, mm -hmm. a valuable tool is that you, you more than likely will get surprised by something. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. I, I know from my own personal experience with the report, there were some things that leaped out. I thought they were one thing and it wasn't until I took a step back and said, well, why do you think that is? What do you think's behind that? And I did the process around, um, there's a domain inside of the model called belonging. Mm -hmm. And my scores in belonging um, were pretty low. I was much more connected to myself and to the world at large. And those are the other two domains. I don't want to get too much in the weeds here. Mm -hmm. I, I know, uh, but awareness being your connection to yourself, belonging to the closest others, and then insight being the world at large, mm -hmm. right? Well, my, my balance was way off on the, uh, on the belonging side. Now, my first initial thought, and maybe I'll, our audience out there can relate, was what's wrong? Mm -hmm. I had to take a step back, use a bit of the consequential thinking. So uh, is that really what it's about? Is it about what's wrong? Or should you maybe ask some questions of yourself? It, it's, it's really interesting with, with the SEQ reports that we have, the, the I, EQ reports we have, they're just giving you a snapshot of where you are right now. Yeah. And you can look at that snapshot and let's say in your situation, maybe the belonging was where it needed to be well, for you for that, that moment in time. Yeah. And I, and I think <laughs> uh, this is where the freaky accurate part comes in because it was a prompter for me to slow down and I'm, I'm, those of you who are not watching this video wouldn't know this, but we're in 5.11 studios today, but uh, I'm turning my chair a little bit and Jeff, you can witness, right? I'm looking at something I haven't really looked at very closely before. Uh -huh. However, you and I have sat in this studio tons of times and I may have for just never even. There, there's a camera up there. Right. <laughs> So my point with that is, is that as I evaluated it, 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 my curiosity spurred me on to begin to ask questions. And I remember distinctly being on a walk with my wife and asking her, Hey, do you think X? Hey, do you think Y? What if I told you this, would you agree with that? And since she's the closest person on the planet to me, um, her insights were very, uh, illuminating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jeff, it wasn't that I was, there was something wrong. It was just, it pointed out an area in my life that needed some nurturing, some growth. Mm -hmm. So can you imagine what happens if you just stay in the moment of the result? Not much will happen. <laughs> no, you'll, you'll just, right. You'll just move on. Right. Mm -hmm. Or you might say, okay, I, I disagree with that result. Or you might say, okay, I got to be a better dad or just to get the score, right? Right. And that's what I love about the report too. It's not got a lot of numbers as in where did you score? Where did you land? Right? <laughs> right. It, it, they're, they're there, but that's not the, the idea of the report. The, the, oh. And there's a purpose behind that, right? As right. to why we did not do a bunch of numbers. Mm-hmm.
and it's called a developmental report. Yeah, that's a great way of uh, <laughs> describing it. And and what we have found um, is that numbers can have a tendency for folks, especially in assessment um, mm-hmm. type situations, to lock them into it's good or it's bad. It's, I mean, it's a recipe for duality, right? Right. You know, I have a high score, then I'm doing great. I have a low score, I suck. Okay, then, but the reality is, is prompting again around the questions. Why is that? What's mm-hmm. behind that? How is this impacting me? Exactly. You know, it, building on it, at least for me, it, it really spurred on again, the curiosity thing. Okay. Asking uh, someone very close to you. Hey, do you, do you see this in me? Hey, do you notice this? What do, what if I told you this? And I think that's why I love the report so much. It has that kind of level of dynamic. Yeah. Too. And I think, I think we are justified to be proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> agreed. All right. So Jeff, um, I'm thinking in terms of 2023 of the idea of what it's really been plaguing me a bit. And I have to be very careful here because, um, I, I have been, uh, historically, I have a tendency to, to have a Superman complex. <laughs> My version of Superman complex is that, I can save everybody. I, I, I just, you just, you just have to tell me when and where and I'll come and I'll swoop in with my red cape and, you know, rescue tons of children from burning buildings and the like. And I really had to, I've, and I'm still working very hard on that. But, um, it, it's, it's fascinating to me that in this age of, uh, of so much data available to us, so much information at our fingertips and sometimes literally, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, When you think about the smartphones, um, is that as a species, we're not moving forward, uh, at least at a, at a level that you'd say is healthy. Right. Right. Um, and don't get me wrong. This is not my boohoo. We suck. We're going down. We're going under, uh, because there are some positives that certainly have come from it. But it really, really connects in a big way about, so what's the difference between the immediate answer and that discipline of reflection and curiosity again? You you just made me go back in time. Mm-hmm. Today, uh, before we started recording, we had a conversation about an Ohio State football quarterback. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, okay, Googled it, found out in two seconds. All right. But think about this. If that information was not easily available like yeah. it is today, right? and the only way I could find out would be get my car, drive to the library, mm-hmm. talk to the librarian, go to the card file, right. research the books. Yeah. Would I still do it for that bit of information? Yeah. Because I think what we're finding out is a lot of the information that we that is at our fingertips is not really that important when it comes to how we live our lives. I I don't need that information. By the way, the answer was Cornelius Green if you want to look him up. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I don't need that information about who was this quarterback in OSU's history, but 
if it's something important, am I just going to Google it and take the quick answer, or I'm going to go to the library and research it? And I'm not saying you have to go to the library, but just kind of think about how that process used to work. You had to put some time and effort into finding out information. And so you had to make the decision before you started doing that, is this information really important enough for me to find? And now it's just so easy to get information that we don't really need. Well, um, this observation uh, really does connect because I think one of the reasons why as human beings we may not be moving forward like we need to is um, the advent of or the popularity of AI. Mm-hmm. Um, AI has been around for a long time, but it's probably hit its stride in 2023 as far as not only its functionality, but its popularity. Right. And um, as I've said on previous podcasts and other environments, this is not me saying I'm anti-AI by any stretch, but I also believe that it has the potential and maybe is already eroding our own um, human um, growth, especially as it relates to how we think, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you're using technology to help you be more efficient in your daily task, let's say you're automating something, right? And maybe that's email responses that are just general, hey, just want to acknowledge that we got your whatever. <laughs> right. Um, if you're using it to help you um, organize and, again, make things more efficient mm-hmm. so that you're freeing up bandwidth in yourself to be able to do things totally. Your budget, with, whatever. Yeah, whatever it may be. I think that's infinitely mm-hmm. wonderful because I can certainly say, that AI has helped me be more efficient in that regard. Where I get concerned is the belief that I do not have to exercise any of the creativity muscle. I don't have to exercise any critical thinking muscle. Mm -hmm. I can allow technology to do that for me. Well, I believe, and this is just a belief, Jeff, I have no scientific evidence to back (laughs) me up whatsoever. But I think things like creativity, a thing like creativity, is like a human muscle. Mm -hmm. If it is not exercised, it will go to atrophy. It's almost, again, to that idea of use it or lose it. Um, And you could say, someone could say, well, okay, but I could always get that back. I could always, well, um, there's this little thing, and we were talking about this a little before recording, called neural pathways. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, you were the one that really was the catalyst for me to understanding that the, the, the funny thing is about neural pathways is that once created, they're always there. Mm-hmm. There is no eliminating of a neural pathway, right? The usage can change, mm-hmm. but I don't know about you, Jeff, but I certainly have many times where I have found myself about ready to do something that I hadn't done for like 15 years and catch myself. You, you see that road close sign and you 
open it up. Yeah, you're just kind of going, well, I can get there. Well, no, you can't. <laughs> Whoa, stop. Wait a minute. Where where am I at type thing, yeah. right? So I, I don't think it's healthy to believe that somehow if we do not exercise those things, those gifts, those talents, and we allow it to be either hijacked or to be sort of substituted, um, I think that that's 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 a recipe for a bit of danger. You know, I I'm going to go back in time again. In the '60s, we had a president that said we're going to go to the moon by the end of the decade. And guess what? We did. We did it with computers that that were dumber than the a Timex watch. Right. Okay. Now, how hard is it for us to get back to the moon? Interesting that you would, because um, yeah, you're now now we I, I don't know if we're just uh, exchanging riffs here, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so let me let you finish that. Okay. I mean, you you you're making a point that I'm assuming you're saying, how is it that we were able to get to the moon with very primitive early uh, early stage technology, mostly slide rules. Okay, <laughs> okay, but now in a time when we have quote AI again, as, mm-hmm. as, as it were that technology, why is it so difficult to get back? Right. Exactly. I mean, you go back and, and for our young listeners, the slide rule is this long skinny <laughs> thing that you moved back and forth to, to right. do math. Right. Okay. No batteries, right. <laughs> no memory, Right. but there was creativity in those hundreds of thousands of people that were involved in that. They were, they were creating new things. Yeah. But it was all done by humans. And to, you know, that, that adds into your point. And I think we're losing that human creativity. Mm-hmm. The, the curiosity, you know, you have to be curious before you create, I believe. So we're, we don't have that like we used to. Uh, there's a few people that still do that, but it's just not a normal thing. Yeah. And Was it his brother that said we do the hard things? You're talking about Kennedy? Yeah. Um, I can't think of the quote. Um, we choose the uh, – okay, anyway. I, I I should look it up on Google. <laughs> right, you can Google that. <laughs> <laughs> but he talked about right. we choose to do the hard things. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that that's that that part too, Jeff. Um, um, and, and then I'm going to kick it back to you for okay. another observation. I um, – I'm concerned about that part. Um, you know, and I, I see um, it's kind of got a duality thing going here, multi, um, in, in that I, yeah, I can observe a problem, but I can also see where by solving the problem, we, we move forward. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it is to that point about doing the hard things. And, and I know that's somewhat of a popular type of phrase or idea out there now. Um, but here's what's interesting to me, and I and I saw this video recently from uh, Jocko Willenick. I may be butchering his last name. He's a former Navy SEAL. Well, he was being interviewed by Andrew Huberman, right? And Huberman Lab, I believe, is the name of his podcast. So when they were talking, he asked him, well, what, what's, what motivates you? What is your motivation? What are some, you know, that kind of thing? And uh, he just has this look on his face like, kind of like a nodding, a shaking of the head, like, I don't see that. I don't, I don't, he said, you know, it comes down to discipline. Hmm. He said, 
I get up in the morning. I don't have these like conversations with myself about, I wonder if I should do this or uh, I, I don't necessarily feel like doing that. He says, you know, I don't feel like doing something. I do it anyway. That's discipline. Discipline mm-hmm. is what moves you forward. It's not motivation. And I think, um, and there are all kinds of reasons for why. I mean, you know, uh, some of it is, again, technology driven. I think where we've been told we don't, you, really, you can work less hard, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to work as hard. Um, I think um, when I look at some of the generations, not to be named, <laughs> I'll let you fill in the blank, uh, our audience to fill in the blank. But I think, you know, when a kid is being showered with how special they are for like 18 to 20 years, nonstop, <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong, I, I'm a big encourager of my kids, but I, I and this is just how I did it. I'm not <laughs> judging and I'm not pro- projecting, but I did. I, I had to like, whoa, hold on. They're special, but they're not that special. <laughs> because I think sometimes what that has done is set them up for a world that doesn't exist. I, I saw something the other day that it made me think of something that kind of along the same lines, but a father and son were talking and this, the son said, when you were teaching me to catch, I, I swear you were thrown at my head. And the dad goes, I was. He goes, you learned to catch, didn't you? Yeah. He had the discipline to not, and I, and I would look back and I go, I did that with my kid too. And didn't even think about it. I go, he's going to learn to catch. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. So, you know, so it's, sometimes it's tough to, to do these things with, with people. Well, and I don't, um, I don't have any, because remember I mentioned about the Superman complex, I, I've I've come to learn and I'm still learning and reminding myself that I'm responsible for me. Mm-hmm. Jeff East is responsible for Jeff East. Uh, our audience, if you're out there, what, if you're listening to this now, <laughs> you're responsible for you. And, and granted, could there be an exception? Of course, there can be an exception. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, this is not exhaustive <laughs> by any means, but on the whole, if you are functioning normally, you're responsible for you. And the onus is on you. And again, in this case, Jeff and Eric and producer Brett to do what we need to do to be all that we can be. Mm-hmm. And that's not just a flowery motivational statement. <laughs> it's, it's really, it really does imply it is hard work. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is hard work. And quite frankly, I really believe Jeff, if, if we didn't constantly have the messages that things should be easy, we might find hard work not to be so problematic. Right. So let me pivot. What else you got for 23? I, I had a, uh, a health issue that took up most of the last half of the year. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple of things came from that. One, I'm, I'm 66 years old now, and that's what happens. <laughs> you know, as, as you get older, but it also, um, I'm just starting the process of, uh, there needed to be some dietary changes, mm-hmm. some not that I thought would happen, but, you know, starting those things, um, um, 
just some other stuff that I'm just at the beginning of. But in the course of the first problem, there's another problem came up that I need to go see about that is not uh, life-threatening, but it's uh, quality of life threatening. Mm-hmm. So, you know, dealing with that and a couple things happened from that. One, I had to make some changes in commitments. And in the past, I would have struggled with, okay, I made this commitment. Um, I, no, I, I cannot not do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I committed to it. And, and, and as I'm getting older and, and understanding things more, I go, they can get by without me this time. Mm. It, it, that decision was two minutes to de- come to the decision where before I would have agonized over it and felt guilty about it and all that. So I guess that's some emotional intelligent growth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what, what was the catalyst? Would you say, was it just the fact that you'd been taught the medical apparatus had said that there's this issue and that was the thing that got you to thinking, Hey, I need to make a change or. Yeah. For the, 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 the diet and, and health things. Yeah. Um, no, I'm speaking of that. Oh, hey, I, I they no, can do without me for this. Because everything was, all the stuff that was going to happen was going to be happening around this time. Okay. That this commitment. Yep. And I just, I, I, it was very easy to understand that one, it's not going to be good for me to do it. Mm-hmm. That this is not going to be good for the health. It's just going to be more stress. Two, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be very good for it. Right. If I'm trying to do it. Mm-hmm. And it just made life easier for the people around me too. Gotcha. Gotcha. And and those all those things came very easily. Really? Yeah. And I say that not because I doubt that they were mm-hmm. or not. That's the right way to say it. I, I'm, I guess what I'm asking you, how is that gone? Because you, like everybody else, uh-huh. you know, you had built neural pathways, and one of them probably was, well, I made a commitment, and I have to do it. Well, the, the thing that I was doing was actually one of the prison weekends you've heard me talk about. Right. And so when I, I, I told the leader, totally understanding, mm-hmm. you know, I know a lot of the good people that would be on this team. I got a lot of outpouring of prayers and support mm-hmm. because I did it this way. Nobody, you know, it was like, okay, you know, these guys understand that, mm-hmm. that this is why I'm doing it and they're supporting me in this. So would you have said that, uh, say five years ago, you would have just pushed through and done it anyway? Yeah. Made, and probably made everybody around me miserable. Interesting. That's a lot of growth. Mm-hmm. That's so lot. that I, I'm, I'm happy about that. And like I said, it, it came very easily and very naturally without, um, like I said, like you mentioned too, no guilt about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I have to put myself first this time. Right. And luckily they didn't feel this way, but if they don't like it, I, I'm sorry. They just, they're just going to have to deal with it. But Do you believe that's kind of what is the fear that drives a number of people not to make those kind of decisions? Is they're concerned about how they're going to be viewed or? Yeah, I think that's, that's a lot with it. Well, I gave a commitment. Now I'm letting them down, mm. but I think it's more letting themselves down too. But yeah, I think people look at it as they're not going to understand. They're not, you know, whatever. But, you know, if looking back on it, I go, okay, I can remember when, when this guy on this team, 
he had to drop out because he had a health issue or mm -hmm. he had a parent die and he had to drop out. And, and right. we forget that I'm not the only one that's living a life. Everybody yeah. involved is living a life and, and give them a chance to understand. Yeah. 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 That's powerful. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. um, kind of on that same medical front. Um, and, and this might be as controversial as we've ever gotten on Spirit of EQ <laughs> podcast, on the Spirit of EQ podcast, Jeff. I've been send, send emails to Eric. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't write me. I'll try to, I'll try to say this in the most uh, gingerly way I can, even though I, I have a feeling that there may be some out there that have asked this question too. But I just got to thinking, when was the last time that we cured anything? that we actually had a cure where it was done, no more of this, whether it was because here's the pill to take or here's the shot or whatever, here's the surgery. But once you do this, you are no longer, this disease is eradicated. It's been cured. When was the last time? I don't know because I don't know if we can actually define cured. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's a point. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm thinking of it in terms of um, I, I do some volunteer work in the diabetes world. And one of the things in doing that volunteer work, and most of it's around research for a cure, mm -hmm. right? Now, obviously, diabetes is a, is a I mean, it's a, it's a big disease. I mm -hmm. mean, a, a lot of people are, are, are dealing with it as a chronic disease. And been in it for a while and you know i'll get these updates you know working on this new drug that will do x working on this new procedure that could do y waiting for fda approval on this if that and then i'm just kind of like this seems like we're it's groundhog day back again back again and this is not me saying that medicine is not helping anything. That, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to, again, I don't want to swing the pendulum and make <laughs> people think I'm, I'm going radical here, but I just, it's curious to me. Why not? Why with all of the technology, with all of the money that has been spent? Um, and I, I get it. I know, again, there will be people out there who say, but do you know that the death rate from cancer has gone down as it relates to breast cancer and lung cancer? Mm -hmm. I grant it. Yes, I get it. But if we were just to practically say, all right, we're going to take all the money that's been spent, dedicated to finding a cure for whatever it is, be it diabetes or otherwise, what's been the return on that investment? And just, just take the emotion out, <laughs> if I can right. say it that way. <laughs> I know hey, we're involved in emotional intelligence, yeah. but I'm saying just being very neutral, just being very like we spent. $10 trillion, and I'm just pulling that number out, right. Jeff, right? We, over the last 30 years, we've spent $10 trillion combined on all these different diseases. Okay, so what's been the return on that? And maybe the return of it, okay, uh, life expectancy has increased and blah, blah, blah. And I know some of that you can't really measure mm -hmm. because if Joe ends up getting to live 15 more years, yet he still has lung cancer, you, his family say that's a win, right? Mm -hmm. um, why am I bringing this to you? Why am I bringing this I, particular one? You've, you? you've uh, 
prodded my curiosity. Yes. Um, And that comes to the idea about who bears the greatest level of responsibility for your physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional health? (laughs) I do. Okay. Yeah. Because let's face it, Jeff, right? It, this is, I didn't bring that up because I'm saying, Jeff, we've got to figure out a way to get this cure thing moving faster. Right. Call in the AI gurus and all. We've got to speed it up. It's not that. Because I'm of the mind that, you know, if it's not that disease, it'll be that disease. I mean, we live in that kind of world. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just, it, you, I don't think you're going to escape that. I do not believe, I do not believe that we're going to move to a place where one day somebody's going to say, oh yeah, diseases. Yeah, that used to be a thing. Human body is just too complicated. Too complicated and uh, changing. Yeah, I mean, it's just it just is. However, and this maybe kind of circles a little bit back to one of my originals for twenty three is that I've seen people that are in my close to realm who have basically said, "No, I'm not going. It's not my responsibility. I'm I'm not going to do anything. Why should I do anything?" And and you're kind of looking at them. Well, what do you? Wait a minute. It's it's your it's your body. And as much as someone might say that AI one day will be equal to the intelligence of the human being, maybe so. I'm not going to debate you on that one. Mm-hmm. But I I think when you really look at what our bodies do, I mean, what our mind do, a brain does, um, it seems like it's a gift. And mm-hmm. I have always been fascinated, curious as to how is it that with such a marvelous gift, we treat it as if it were like a dime store piece of candy or a, you know, I bought this at a dollar store and I'm going to use it for a week or two and then I'm going to throw it out. I mean, I'm using that for description, but um, I, I've, I've, that, that one always has me. I, you know, stumped. And I, and even my wife has been at times been like, oh, don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> because I, I want to ask them, help me understand that. You know, you had this scare, you had this issue and you're doing the same things you did. You're not changing at all. Mm-hmm. You're not, I mean, it'd be like you, Jeff saying, yeah, my doctor said, you know, in order to have a better quality of life, I need to change my diet, but I'm not going to do it. Cause I really love what I eat. I mean, Jeff, you could do that, mm-hmm. right? And, and, I, and quite I, frankly, we all up. have. I have. I have. I mean, yeah, <laughs> all of us would say we're in good company. You know you shouldn't eat that, but you did it anyway. But I'm talking about when you get information that says you need to stop, and yet you say, no, I'm going to keep going. You know, we earlier in this episode, we talked about the, the report with numbers. Yeah. I got a report with numbers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 And, and in I, those case, numbers don't lie. And I had somebody that knew what the numbers meant that explained them to me. Yeah. 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 And and uh, uh, just because I feel important to say, Jeff, mm-hmm. for those in the medical community who are working really hard and trying to find ways to improve the lives and the quality of life of people, my hat's off to them mm-hmm. because I can't imagine being a doctor in this age when you're seeing 30, 40 patients a day and it's Susan who's back again every six months. You explain to her, you need to stop, you need to try, you need to take, 
and then they came back and they're still doing the same things or rinse and repeat. That's got to be very frustrating. Well, yeah, and that's with this this doctor that I was uh, was talking with. He goes, basically, what you're talking about. I I am going to tell you mm-hmm. what you need to change. I don't have a pill to help you. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a magic electronic beam <laughs> right. to do something for you. Right. So I'm giving you the information. Take and do with what you want. That's he said. That's all I can do. Yeah, that's. Uh, I I hope you realize, um, and I believe you do. That's that's pretty priceless to have a physician with that approach. First time I ever met him because it was a specialist, and yeah, yeah, that's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what else for twenty three? Anything else? You know, I just jumps out to you. You know, we I think we talk about this every year. I I am just concerned with the manufactured stress people have in their lives. Mm. I, I just see it more and more and more. Can you open that up a little bit about, give an example, what, what do you mean by manufactured stress? I think I know what you're talking about, but just. Okay, let's, you know, right now we have something going on in Israel. Right. Okay. I, I need to know about that. I need to be concerned about it. But right now where I am in my life, I can't do anything about that. So why do I need to be obsessing with it? Ah, Jeff. It's okay. Very interesting that you bring this one up. But yeah, uh, you know, I, I have my own opinions about what's going on, and I know mm-hmm. it's a horrible situation for everyone involved. Yeah. But you know, the only way I could, you know, get a gun and go put boots on the ground, I'm not going to do that. So why do I need to be watching everything I can find on YouTube about it, or? Every time I get it, you know, walk into here and start talking about it, when first thing that, you know, this is what's going on over there. What do you think about it? Those, that's the manufacturer stress. We, we have a situation that is stressful, but maybe this goes back to what you were talking about with the Superman. Maybe me talking about it to you will make it better. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Yeah, because um, that's a big one, Jeff. And that's just not that. That's just the one one example. Yeah, there's tons that we tons can, and we tons and tons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I um, I again, as someone who is a recovering Superman, <laughs> um, I, I get it. it. It can it can really do a number on you, um, because I think most people, um, with some exception, but. Most of our audience um, would agree with you about the Israeli situation or mm-hmm. the situation in Israel. Um, and as I say that, I also know that the majority of those people are like you. There's really nothing you, you can do. I mean, in the sense of like, could you like hop on a plane, go to Israel and with a gun? Or go and fly to Israel, cross over into Gaza, and help with the UN and relief. Uh, I don't know the detail. I know the first one. You're not going to be with a gun, and you're not going to go fight. That no. ain't happening. But uh, how hard or easy would it be for you to join the UN's efforts and relief? Um, I'd say, Jeff, that'd be that'd be a pretty tall one to mm-hmm. to accomplish. So who, depending on who you are and what you're, where you're at in life, I think there is a need to examine this manufactured stress. Mm-hmm. Why are you 
having, why are you inviting this stress into your life? How is it moving you forward or how is it moving you backward? Mm -hmm. And really be willing to be curious about the answer to that. Because I know for me in those situations, when I was at my height of thinking that I was Superman, um, I tell people in that story of my life from back in 2017-ish, um, God introduced me to something called kryptonite. <laughs> and uh, for those of you who are fond of the story of Superman, kryptonite was a substance that made him as helpless as a newborn baby. Um, when that happens, and it did with me, you're faced with a choice. And the choice is not, how do I get away from this kryptonite so I can put my cape on and go save some more people? Mm -hmm. It's the recognition of your mortality, of your weakness, of your, your inability to control as much as you thought you had control over. Right. And let's face it, Jeff, a lot of times there's some arrogance there. There's some ego, you know, mm -hmm. they need me. They mm -hmm. need me. I, I'm, I'm Eric. Well, no, actually, there are other Eric's out there, <laughs> not named Eric. There's, there's Susan, there's Richard, there's Don, there's, yeah, on and on and on. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's hard for people to, you know, to, oh, it was, it was, it was very hard. Mm -hmm. Was for me. I, okay. I totally am on board with right. what you're saying. But you know what, Jeff, was what's interesting, at least for me, was, well, now that you can't, do all these great things you think you could do. What are your options? <laughs> what what should you look at now? Okay. Since you since you can't do that, that's off the that's off the list. You, you, you're not going to be able to do that. Then what? And I think that scares people. It scared me mm -hmm. because I knew then I was going to have to pay attention to that little area of the floor that had been warped, that I had been ignoring. And maybe, just maybe, Jeff, maybe it was about the ignoring more so than it was about being Superman. Mm -hmm. Just to, you know, again, speaking of my own experience, <laughs> um, that's kind of what was behind it. And I don't get me wrong. I mean, Jeff, I, I don't want anybody to have an introduction to kryptonite. I don't want anybody. To, I, I'd love it if people would just kind of, okay, wait a minute. Stop. What am I doing? <laughs> Why am I obsessing about the situation in Israel or why fill in the blank? Um, I think I've used this before in this setting and in others. What if we all, what if every person, let's use the United States as an example, right? What if every adult in the United States stopped for a moment, moment of reflection, who do I have influence over? Jeff, for you, it might be 350 people. For me, it might be 275. For your wife, it could be 1,000. For my wife, it could be 1,500. Whatever the case mm -hmm. may be. And focus on you and them, and that's it. There's a part of me that says that would produce the kind of outcome that would be, I mean, it would be profound. And I, and, I, and I understand, I mean, I'm probably sounding a little bit like John Lennon and imagine, right? <laughs> but the truth of that, because that's the only thing that we have been given responsibility and control over. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sorry. I, 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 
to your point in the beginning, right? Empathize that situation. Feel, feel very sad for the circumstances. Mm -hmm. But who's, who am I helping by my stress, my manufactured stress? Right. You're, you're creating problems right where you're at. Because now that's of this. powerful. Because I think we sometimes deceive ourselves into thinking that it's just us, right? <laughs> so talk about a little bit about that. What, what happens to those around us while we're so fixated on these things that we have no control over? Well, first, you might just drive them away. Drive them away. Uh -huh. um, they may have concern for you. <laughs> if they're empathetic, right? they may go, ooh, I mean, this is not good for them. Um, and Jeff, I just want to make sure there's no way that I can push pause on time and tell my family, hey, I'm going to stress out a bit about all the stuff that's happening in the world. And right. I probably will get time to start again in about three days. And, you know, if it's some, you know, somebody close, they may let you go for a little while to get it out of your system. And then, <laughs> well, I'm going in that direction. Okay. I'm going in that direction because do you remember that scene in Dead Poet Society? when uh, Robin Williams kicked uh, the teacher, uh, Mr. Keating, I think was mm -hmm. his name, right? He takes them into that little area of the school where it has the, all the, the uh, plaques and the trophies mm -hmm. and the pictures of the former students. And he, he's, he wants them to look at them. Mm -hmm. And before he goes there, he talks about, gather ye rosebuds while ye may. <laughs> and they start talking about carpe diem and yeah. the whole theme of that. Mm -hmm. I'm bringing that up, Jeff, because remember, time is something that you have to spend. Mm -hmm. Every day we're given a certain amount and we got to spend it. Can't, there keep, is, can't keep it in your pocket. Can't keep it. Can't save it. Can't invest it. You got to spend it. So the time you spend on the manufactured stress mm -hmm. is time that evaporates and cannot be used or your family, your friends, your closest others, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really powerful. Um, uh, so um, I got one more for you. All right. Um, in 2023, and and I'm gonna end at least mine on an optimistic note. Um, I think there is great possibility with this EQ work to become the adoption to grow, meaning mm. organizations, individuals, and whatnot. I can't tell you how many times, Jeff, I've heard this year, things like, it really works. Mm. I tried that and it really helped me. I stopped. I pause now. Oh my gosh, my blood pressure, my doctor is like raving about how, and it's not all the same type of people in the same environment at one time. No, I'm, I'm, I'm consistently hearing that. Mm -hmm. And obviously we're, this is our work. So the longing for more people to adopt and to do it, mm -hmm. I mean, and our audience is spread out all over the place, wherever you may be. I just feel very optimistic about the work because it works. Yeah. It, it actually works. Now <laughs> here's the, and I'm, we're going to go back into some of the things that we started with mm -hmm. about the work thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's hard work. I, I'm not going to pull any punches. I'm not going to, I'm not going to minimize it at all. It is hard work, but like any type of hard work, it, it can produce a wonderful 
a wonderful result. And um, when you are in the midst of the hard work, it may seem like this is exhausting. This is painful. This is, uh, you know, I, I've, I've made 10 attempts at doing this and it's not, okay, I can just, just give you an example from the exercise world, right? When you lift weights, you're tearing muscle. You are, you are causing mm -hmm. stress and inflammation on the muscle, right? Mm -hmm. But guess what? <laughs> That's a necessary part of growing muscle, mm -hmm. right? There's this process. You're tearing down. You're, you're causing stress. You're then, by way of what you eat and lifestyle and all those things, repair starts to happen. But it's not just repair like a damage thing. It's repairs in building. What gets produced is more muscle. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it is, I believe, with EQ, Jeff, is that if you're willing, if you're willing to do the heavy lifting, if you will, mm -hmm. this really works. It and that, that makes me feel very optimistic for 2024 and beyond. Well, I think we should end on that. I would Good love man. to take this time to thank all our listeners. This has been a great year for the Spirit of EQ podcast. We right. crossed over the 100-episode mark right. this year. Um, and, yeah, I, I think this is a, a good place to, to end our time. And for all of you out there, Happy New Year. We look forward to being with you again in 2024. Yes, we do. Take care. Hi, everyone. This is Eric again couple of things as we've ended the show. We hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully you're tuning in on a regular basis. We'd love it if you would give us a great review on whatever platform you're listening to the podcast. It's so appreciative and helps us as we try to get more exposure for the work we do and the episodes that we publish. And we're grateful to you as a listener. The second thing is just remember our content is for educational purposes only. It's not intended by any stretch to diagnose or to treat anything that may be occurring in your life or anyone else's life that you may be connected to through the podcast. But once again, we appreciate you tuning in to the shows. And as always, we look forward to the next time that we're together. Take care. <laughs>